Many fandoms. All of it. Thank you, Kirk. All right, Mena fans, welcome back to Mena Fandom. I'm, of course, your host, Menas. We have a huge show tonight. We've got uh, TCB taking care of business, quite a reaction to the, the trilogy release. Quite a bit of news from the shows during the week. And then we have a swathe of listener questions, most of them directed at my guest, the one and only Drip from Florida, Justin Durand. Justin, welcome to Minna Fandom. Congratulations on making your debut here. I love how you say that. Montante would love me for saying that, the the debut. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me, sir. So you were kind enough to reach out to me after Friday's episode and uh, ask if you could come on to discuss um, discuss what happened with your wife, Ashley. Now we have, um, <laughs> yeah, I've dedicated a segment to her. Uh, it was a wild situation. So for so I guess working back. Uh, you know, you're nicknamed the drip from Florida because didn't you win a prize or pay to go in studio? Was that it? I think it was the VFW thing. That's it. Back two or three years ago. Um, I actually, I won the raffle at the VFW to be on Kirk's show. That's it. Yep. And I was, I think it was like December, 2020 that I was on there. So already by then your wife had already snapped. So um, yes, she lost that had mi- been two years in. Yeah, so she lost the mind in like 2019, from what I'm understanding. Yes, I think it was about then. Yeah. Um, so, so run me through the the firstly. Let's. I mean, is there anything you want to say? I mean, you is there, you asked to come on. Is there anything you just want to put out there before I start to throw a few questions at you? So, the letter thing. I, I do want to get that out. All right. Of well, let's start there. Um, <laughs> so she had told me she wanted to send Kirk a book. Which I said, fine, send him a book. Um, she, we had gotten back from a Springsteen show that we had been to in North Carolina. She went to the UPS store, sent him the book. Can she I just came wind back it back home. a bit? So, what's yep. her relationship with Kirk? Like, I never listened to KMS like in a car with my family or anything. So, sure. they wouldn't know what the show's like. They would. You know, my wife wouldn't know that he says Jesus Christ all the time or anything. So you're probably a lot like me because you used to listen to him in the EI days. Um, my wife and I would be getting ready for work at the same time. And that's when Kirk Callahan and Dennis were on Nesson at right. the time. So she would listen to him then and uh, she hated him. Okay. Then she grew to kind of like him. Uh, because he was interesting and he brought up provocative points, things that we hadn't thought of. Um, and then she knows that I'm a huge fan. So she'll, when something funny is on the show, I'll play it for her. She thinks it's funny. She understands the humor. So she does get the show. Okay. Now, she decided to send him this book with a note. I said, what was in the note? She wouldn't tell me what was in the note. She said, oh, I wanted to take a picture. I didn't. So the other day I'm watching the YouTube and Kirk is, Kirk turned to Cullinan and said, should we do this now? And held up a note. So I freeze framed it, brought it to my wife and said, what exactly did you send Kirk? What was it on? She said, oh, it was stationary. 
I said, does it happen to be this? And she said, yep, that's it. And I went, oh, no, that's not good. Um, so you must be I freaking called. out at this stage because you know yes. your wife is a lunatic. You live with her, so you know more than anybody. She's lost her mind. And so you're going, what the hell has yes. she written? And I just want to also say that, you know, one of the unintended winners out of this is Andy Mayo because he sent in um, Kirk some, like, nose hair clippers or some ear hair clippers as a bit of a joke. And because your wife's was so much more uh, – had so much more to it, that just flew under the radar. Otherwise, I think Andy Mayo would be getting killed. So he's actually come out of this again with the winner. Which is really Benners, as of early this week, I was so thankful for Jerry Callahan because I thought that was going to save me. Mm. I, unfortunately, it did not. No, just put it off. Just put the stay of execution. So when I saw the note, I knew that something was coming. I reached out to Montante. <laughs> I reached out to Ned Snark. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. They, they nope. both said it's not going to be that bad. Yeah, it um, wasn't. I mean, the note no, was. No, I... Kirk was, it, as Kirk does, he turned it into a bit. It was funny. Um, I think it led to a kind of interesting conversation. No, it didn't. Um, I, I, <laughs> I knew I had to call in and, and defend myself that this did, she did not speak for me. I love it how, like, you have zero loyalty to your wife. You are like, uh, I have nothing to do with this. You can, like, tear her to shreds. This is not on me. I just, I want my Minifan status to be uh, preserved. Well, but I mean, in fairness, I didn't tell her to write the note. I know. And I told her, I said, he's going to want to have you on and you better talk. (laughs) And so she did. Unfortunately. Yeah, so you didn't enjoy that? No, 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 not really. I mean, I just thought the whole thing was kind of sad. And like when she started going on about, oh, she's found some truth and stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, she's really snapped. I kind of feel sorry for her. Um, But it was amusing that she would reach out to Kirk and go like, stop using the Lord's name in vain. Like nothing like, oh, you know, I want you to find God or anything. Like she went into that in the, in the, conversation a bit more but it was just like i want you to stop saying god damn on a podcast montante had the best response to all of that he told me on the phone it is a nice gesture it's also a wild move and those are two mutually exclusive things it's, mm. it's a wild move yeah um it was very look, amusing I, I mean i think this is going to stand the test of time like cheeks and ling like i think we're we're all (laughs) going to be fascinated with you and ashley's marriage from henceforth and so did you have the over or the under on the the divorce and when i'm picking my kids up well what was the over and under again sorry i think he said november 2024 i mean i don't want to be um so cruel about it but i'm taking the under it's been 14 years manners I think we're good. Uh, that's good. I'm really proud. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I really want to get into like the details of it, but I just imagine you must have been like feeling like as this was happening, you must have been so embarrassed. Um, not embarrassed. I don't think, uh, 
scary. You want you watch babbling gobbledygook on a podcast that hundreds of thousands of people listening to talking about oh, I found some truth in God and you know the Lord Jesus Christ like. But but don't you think that people should be able to say whatever they oh, want absolutely. to say? I'm not saying I'm not saying she shouldn't be that sad, but I'm just saying you must have been embarrassed. But I don't believe that. So what the hell do I care? Okay, okay. all right. Well, Have a great time. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like your approach to this marriage. It's very, it's very much like she's obviously her own vessel, and so are you. Matters. And- Sunday mornings for me are the best time in the world. She takes the three kids to church. I do yard work. I listen to po- I listen to your show usually on Sunday mornings. Fantastic. Uh, I mow the lawn. It, it's fantastic. You and Tom Shattuck have a lot in common. I should have got Shattuck on. He would have been. Oh God! Day. Don't love him with him. Why? Why not? Don't you like Shattuck? I I like Shattuck. The, the sad thing is, is he and I are probably about the same age. And yeah, you look a I lot think better. I look than a him. lot better than he does. Absolutely. <laughs> um, can I just ask then? Does Ashley try and convert you a lot, or or are you you know quite religious as well? No, uh, so so not to get too far into it. So when we met, she was an atheist. Yes, and I was like a modern day Catholic. Mm. I went through the death of my father. He was fifty seven when he died, and it it actually made me believe less, if if that makes any sense close to the same time as when she started really, really, really believing. And now she'd be considered like a domestic terrorist because she's like a Latin mass Catholic. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, there could be something out there, but I don't Mm. really care one way or the other. Wow. I mean, I was baptized and circumcised, so I've hedged my bets. Uh, But uh, yeah, I I don't believe in anything. Um, All right, well... I guess what what's 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 the status here? What was the reaction in the Durand household to the appearance? Was that she happy with itself? She was perfectly fine with it. She understands the show to the point where like she knew that Kirk was gonna do something with it in terms of making it a bit and she's perfectly comfortable with it. I the one thing I am proud of her in is that she does not care what anybody thinks. But most lunatics don't. That's a fair point. I had not thought of it that way. Yeah, continue. <laughs> but um, she listened back because she wanted to hear when Kirk read the letter, and then she wanted to hear the reaction afterwards. She was perfectly fine. She let it roll off the sleeve. Um, she was very happy with how Mutt handled the situation because mm. I thought Mutt was actually really good and made Kirk respond to different things. Like uh, when... Mutt said, well, I mean, you have made fun of people who believe in God before. He was like, oh, I don't think I've done that. I said, eh, maybe. Um, so, no, she was perfectly fine. My nine-year-old daughter wanted to listen to uh, Ashley on with Kirk, so we let her listen to only that portion because there was no <laughs> language or anything. <laughs> but um, she, yeah, she was very proud of her. Your wife seems really nice. Uh, obviously, she snapped completely, but really lovely. And uh, I only wish you two I the best. Um, and thank you for coming on to, to clear it up. And to, you know, there's a lot of questions here from the listeners. We'll get to them. There's a lot of questions for you. So maybe we'll we'll dive into a bit more of it there. Um, but let's get into taking care of business. You listen to the show, Justin, so you know these segments as well as anyone. I do. Um, bit of TCB, our tribute to Chris Clemmer, 
well, we've got a Puerto Rican Chris Clemmer now. But, um, you know, there was quite a bit of a reaction to the trilogy I released over the Easter weekend. Um, Kirk said that we all hate the show, which I do not think is true. Did you listen to many of those episodes? I listened to all three. So did you get from that that we hate the show? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, I can understand to a point where Kirk says that there are certain people that come on and try to push themselves a little bit. But I mean, that's, in fairness, kind of what your show also is all about. It's uh, promoting different minifans and whatnot. So I didn't get that anybody that came on hated the show. No. I think people are honest about the show and their feelings. And I think all of us, there's parts of it we love. There's parts of it we don't like. I, I just I thought think, was I thought that was a wild angle from Kirk to take because I'm happy for him to say the show sucks, we're boring, we we have our stupid little jokes, whatever he wants to say, but say, oh, we all hate the show. I mean, most of the show was reviewing his live shows and saying how good they were and, you know, ranking like some of the best live shows of his we've ever seen. So uh, I thought I thought to say we hate the show. I mean, there must have been a couple of things in there that really sort of got under his bonnet a little bit, but uh, I thought that was a weird reaction. Yeah, and, you know, I, the only thing that I would say, and I think even people that were on the show said it, is, yeah, maybe the stuff with, like, Lauren Lynn, maybe people went on too long about it and, and all of the controversy that surrounded that. But I think Lauren seems like she's willing to just kind of move past it and move on. Everybody else should too. But other than that, I think everybody was just kind of, having a good time reviewing the shows, talking about the live shows they've been to. What a great time they've had. I was in Magnolia. So hearing like Tim Ridgell's talk about that is great. So which live shows have you seen? The only, so, I mean, obviously in studio, which you have not been with Kirk. Well, I have, um, I have, I have actually <laughs> on your show in. His well, but, but as I've said on this show, Justin, that is the ultimate sign of respect to say, come in and take over. That, that was great. So, honestly um no the only one that i've been to is magnolia okay well i was I, trying to get to first um uh what do you call it the, the one in northern maine um but the snowstorm was so bad oh no uh, madawaska the first madawaska i was looking at flights flying into like quebec and montreal and it, it just could not happen yeah right so i guess magnolia, but magnolia is was fabulous magnolia is my favorite <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we had a great time last weekend on those shows. I mean, we did like six hours of content. Wild show one with Tim and Montante fighting. And then show two was a bit of a different tone, but Kevin and um, Madawaska Rob and Lauren were great. And then we ended with Danny and Bill Ricker being like absolutely um, off the planet. But uh, (laughs) of all the people that would have come up with some uh, content for the main show, he dropped a bomb about Shalise that um, perhaps yeah. um, there's a sordid past there. So the main show picked that up. So nothing gets past uh, Caledon and Kirk. At some point I may be able to corroborate some of what was brought up there. Fantastic. So you should definitely do that off offline with Carl. I am contemplating it. Yeah. <laughs> I've reached out for some confirmation. So do you know Danny and Bill Ricker? Or are you from the same area originally? Um, I yes, yes, um, same city, so streets apart. Great. And have you met him before? Probably, 
Yeah. But we, we don't know for sure. Uh, he probably like, went to the same schools and... Exactly. He literally... Stones throw away. Okay. Great guy. Um, lunatic, but great guy. Um, also, oh, yeah. So Kirk blocked me after those shows out of nowhere. But then I've been unblocked since then. And I haven't found out exactly what happened, why I was blocked or why I wasn't. But this will lead into the show. But there is some irony because, you know, Kirk was criticised criticizing jerry for not coming on kms well i'll take you behind the curtain kirk was actually lined up for minifandom, fandom but he's he's since pulled out of that appearance so something has pissed him off and uh, and a bit like jerry he won't come on the show and talk about it he's just not going to come on so I, I don't think kirk owes me anything like he doesn't owe me an appearance just because he said he'd come on you can change your mind but it's a bit weird you know he was just criticizing jerry for not coming on the main show and then he's sort of uh, decided not to come and a fandom now. So when was he supposed to come on? I reached out I, a few, maybe a month ago, I asked him if he'd come on in some time to have a chat, and he said he would. And then I think I decided to wait until after the Masters because, you know, there was a lot on. They had, you know, the show in Port, uh, Portland, yeah, yeah. and then they had he had a week off. So I thought, well, I'll wait till he comes back from holiday. And I was going to ask him, and yeah, he said. My guess is he'll come on at some point. Yeah. What would be good is to have him on with a couple other minifans or something, and and have a good discussion. Well, maybe all these people that he says hate him, and well, I don't really want to do that. I just want to have a good chat with Kirk and have a bit of a laugh, and not 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 necessarily fight with him. Just you know, discuss a few burning show issues. in fairness, in terms of interviews with Kirk, you've done some of the better ones in getting Kirk to open up and talk about the show and whatnot. I remember you did one probably a couple of years ago now. Yes, I did um, a great interview it, with it him. It was one of the better Kirk interviews in terms of talking about his show that I've seen. Mm. So yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it that way again. That was an opportunity because you know i'd always looked up to kirk like you listened to him in ei so i had the chance to interview him i i took a quite a professional tack to it i really tried to approach it like i wanted to do a really top like mode. a mike cologne type interview absolutely we'll get to him but absolutely <laughs> that kind of professionalism whereas if he came on me in a fandom i just want to have a bit of a laugh see just see bullshit he, with him yeah, a bit. get it get it sort of uh, his idea on a few things because uh, you know, there's some things on the show that they might talk about for a minute, and I'd like to sort of expand on them, whether that's show stuff or minute fan stuff. And um, yeah, um, all right, let's get into this week of shows. Uh, a lot's sure. happened. Uh, so this is not a criticism, but I would say a flat week. You know, massive few weeks coming out, going into Portland, coming out of Portland. Had- well, when you start the week with a seven-minute show, exactly. That's- gonna happen i mean they finished on a high with the two the mike and mics but um i thought you know obviously the seven minute show i mean what was your reaction when you heard it well my reaction when i saw the tweet that this could be a short one today was oh shit he opened up the letter for my wife <laughs> so that, that that's the first um so it's funny a lot of people were thinking could this be about them <laughs> um so, so are you asking me what I thought of... Well, what did you think of the Jerry like Callahan? My reaction yeah, what was Jerry? Yes, Jerry. firstly, Jerry Callahan's tweet. Do you think it 
deserved Kirk to lose his mind the way he did. So I, I wish Ned was on right now because he and I have talked about this a little bit. Um, I understand 100% where Kirk's coming from and I understand um, his feeling about adoption and, and all that. Like, I get it 100%. And I would love to shit on Jerry because I'm not the biggest Jerry Callahan fan. However, I don't think that Jerry meant anything personal to Kirk by what he retweeted. I, I just don't. Um, do I think that Jerry can be a bit of a bigot? Do I think he can be a little bit of a sexist? Do I think he can be a little bit of a misogynist? Yes, 100%. In this case, do I think that Kirk probably overreacted? Yes. Can I see it from his side? Of course. Like it, I, I, I don't think anybody's completely in the wrong in this, and I also don't think anybody's completely in the right in this. I think Kirk had every right to react the way he did. And I think Jerry is not being completely dishonest when he says, hey, it never crossed my mind. I think it came across his desk. Retweet. I like this person. He never thought, boy, this was really going to piss off Kirk Minahan. Mm. I, I just don't believe that. You know Jerry, don't you? I worked for Jerry and John Dennis and John Meter Perel in 2000, I believe. At the old Huntington Avenue. Wow, uh, what was EI. that like? What was that like? So I, I worked for them from May through September, I think, of, of 2000. Um, so I would get to the office at 4 o'clock in the morning, pull all of their stories that they would get for the day. Um, Jerry was actually not terrible to work for. Uh, Dino was a little bit tougher. Um one of my lasting memories is Dino had endless bottles of Belvedere vodka in his office. Um, John Mita Perel was a wonderful guy to work for. Do you think like he was, was do you think Dino was like nipping shots you know, in the morning? During the show? Yeah, or before the show? No, no, no. no. Just after. But as soon as the show ended at 10.02? Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, that was the good old days. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, meter was awesome. Um, Did you stay in radio? No, no, no. I work for a bank now. Okay, right. Um, all right. Now, I, I agree with what you said about Jerry. Here's my take on it. I think Jerry was thoughtless, and he didn't intend, you know, obviously for Kirk to take it the way he did. But that doesn't matter. I still think Kirk can be annoyed at his friend for retweeting something like that. And I don't know if it deserved a seven minute show. I don't know the correlation uh, between. Is it worth ending a friendship over though? I think if it's the, I think if Kirk, if this has been building up and Kirk seemed to say that it had been, that, you know, Jerry's gone more and more right wing, gone more and more down this road that. Which by the way, I'm right wing. Yes. I'm as right wing as, as, as you can get. Yeah. Um, but I also think I agree with Kirk in a lot of ways where I'm right wing in some areas of my life, but I'm also very libertarian in a lot of ways. Yeah. So Kirk said on the show, 
it was just about that tweet. It was not about something else. To me, it still feels like there's something else going on rather than just that tweet. To me, that tweet is not justification for Well, he alluded to something happening at home with his daughter or family. So I don't really want to go into that. No, no, that. I get that. But, but I mean, it's something else with Jerry. I think it's a build up. I honestly think it's just a build up of all this stuff over a number of years. And he finally just snapped and this was what did it. And whether it was in, you know, because it was thoughtless of Jerry doesn't matter. It's still, you know, throwing, you know, casting aspersions at adopted children. And of course, Kirk's going to be upset at that. And the, the, I guess the thing where it seemed like it could get ugly and it didn't was when Kirk threw out, oh, you know, if you've got anything to do with any of Jerry's associates, then I don't want you on the show. And then I'm Correct. thinking, okay, well, blind Mike, he's out. Montante's I out. I felt bad for Mike. You know, this could, this could go nuclear. And pretty quickly, Kirk came down off the ledge. Let me ask you this. If, if Jerry had said, sure, I'll come on, do you think this would have ended differently? 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I, I think if he had come on, Jerry would have said what, similarly to what I just said, that I, I, I wasn't thinking, I retweeted, it has nothing to do with that. They probably would have had a little bit of a laugh at some point, and I think we would have had a an hour show. Uh, yeah, on and the other Instead, thing is as well, like for Jerry just to say no to going on the show is bad because Kirk has done so much for Jerry. He he's fucking giving him, giving him all his producers. He's helped promote his show. He's done a lot for Jerry. And if I Kirk bet you wants, half of his listeners are because of Kirk. Exactly. So at he, least half. That's right. So um, he, he should have just come on, taken his licks and whatever moved on. To me, that was the bigger crime than the retweet. Probably right. Just come on yes. and talk about it. And that's, that's and why you should come on in a fandom and just talk about it, Kurt. Like, Reach out to Jerry. Maybe Jerry will come on. Yeah. <laughs> <If you're>, <laughs> um, so it, it kind of it's sort of soured the week a little bit and because, you know, it was Mike's return after his holiday. Everyone wanted to, to hear about that. So we had the short show and then we had the reaction to the short show and we never really got Mike's reaction to Portland. We didn't get into that very much detail. Um, no, the, the problem was is that that episode, on, I think it was Monday, right, set the tone for the week, and now we're just chasing. Yeah. And, and it was, okay, now it's the reaction to Jerry. And then it's tough to get into a groove. And then my wife had to send that stupid letter. And then, you know, it's just we're stuck in the mud. Yes. Um, a bit like you, though, when the short show happened, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I think I'm going to be okay with my trilogy <laughs> shows because I'd been blocked by then. So I was wondering if there was something in particular I'd someone had done or said that Kirk was particularly irate about because there's six hours of content. You know, I might miss something. I might, you know, who knows what could have been said that I missed. Um, but in the end, it was Jerry who who – Actually, absolutely um, fucked the whole week up. So we had the second show, Mike and Kirk. That was fine. Um, and then ended with Col Mike Cologne, who's been on this show. If you want to listen to that, that episode is Hello Cupcake and Mutt. And at f I wasn't sure about it at first, but I did a re-listen to it. And it was, it was a very strong episode. I thought Cologne and Manansky were good. I thought it was one of the better... Mutt episode so far. I think Mutt's really settling into that third seat. Um, 
and Mike Cologne, I don't know what your thoughts on him are. I think he just seems like such a nice dude. Like just a guy you would love to have a conversation with. I think he's pretty quick in terms of um, responding to Kirk. He has very good callback, which Kirk does too. He can remember something from a previous show from two years ago, from a year ago, and bring it up into the conversation that makes it relevant. Mm. Um, just really impressed with him. I hope he comes out. I, I think he'd be a good like once a month, once every two months type of guy. He, he's a good straight guy because he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. Like You can tell if, if whenever Kirk made a joke about something that was on the edge – Cologne would get very uncomfortable and it happened when he was on this show, you know, he's very straight down the line. I think he really wants a career in radio. So he doesn't want to, or TV or broadcasting or something. So he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. So uh, I think that would be interesting. Like he, he's the straight guy and there can be sort of wildness around him. He would, he would actually be a pretty good guest with Montante. Like the two of them on. Well, I don't, Mon- mm, I don't know. Like, Anyway, Montante's got a checkered history with that sec- sector of the community. <laughs> but it's a nice way to bridge the gap. I, I think we're, we're making friends It would be actually good for Montante's personal development. <laughs> His development plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was a very good show. Obviously, we had, um, we had Ashley. and We also had uh, Minahan 2024. I think that would be, in all seriousness, a pretty good thing for Kirk to do. Uh, He could get some discussion going that is uncomfortable, especially in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, Can you picture Kirk debating Elizabeth Warren? I mean, how great would that be? (laughs) It would be fantastic. A beer. I think it's funny. My guess is in the next week or two, it's going to fall by the wayside. We're not going to hear about it again. But I think it was a funny um, aside to that show, especially when uh, my wife got off the phone and (laughs) Cullinane said, with you running for office, that wasn't a bad conversation to have. (laughs) (laughs) That did make me laugh. But uh, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, Good bit of... um... I think it'd be. Good. I don't think you'll do it, of course, but it, no. it's just a funny oh. concept. Obviously, I mean, I mean, obviously, he's not going to do it, but it's just a funny concept for you know to think of him doing that. I um, think you should try to seek the endorsement of Sam Kennedy and, and some of these <laughs> Red Sox brass. I'm sure, he'd get that. Yeah, how do you think the main show's been doing? The main show. Um, I mean, I enjoy. Put it this way: the worst Kirk Minahan show is better than almost every other podcast out there. Yeah. So let me start with that. Um, I I think over the past six months or so, it's been some of the most fun that Kirk has been in many, many, many years. Like going back to hitting the post with Gary Tangway. Like it's just been a fun, fun 
show to listen to on a daily basis. You never know what you're getting yourself into. It, it getting the minifans in, developed. getting the minifans in once a week. It's been brilliant, masterstroke. You know, we were calling for it for years. Uh, various men's shows productions have been calling for it, and no, but seriously, because I know, you, because I know, I know. The, the main thing is you need to know the show for it to work. For the show to work, you need to know the show. So rather than getting in random guests, just get in fans. There's enough people in there, and um, even if they if and one Kirk and done, will make something out yeah. of anyone that's in there. Exactly. Anybody that's in there, Kirk will make something out of it, and all it takes is for you to open one door. And Kirk's going to pounce on that. I mean, the, the cheeks in, in Lynn thing is the perfect example of it. Mm. You can't find that anywhere else. Or uh, Shane or whatever his name is with the, yep. with the ass. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Julie, you, can tell that, you can tell that Kirk is fishing the entire show for that one in. And when he finds it, now we've got a character in, in the world. It's fun to watch. You can listen to it develop it's great and i've been very impressed with the men fans that have gone in i think they've overall all done really well like snell was the worst by a long way but generally most people go in there they can hang with kirk usually the way that it works is for the first sort of half an hour they're very nervous and then sort of as the show goes on the men fans relax and they they yeah, their personality comes out and you know, you, you sort of you get the real judge sort of about an hour into the show how they're going. Um, well, I almost wish that like when I had gone on, that it had been now where Kirk has had some experience with Mina fans that have no experience in this stuff whatsoever. Because when I went in, I think I was like the first person to go in there. Yeah. And of course, I walk in and it's, you know, 27 degrees in the studio. And the first thing he did was call Carano and yell at him for like 20 minutes. Um, so I, I wish I had that opportunity now, but it is fun to see all these people go in and have a shot. Any favorites? Um, Who are your favorites on the show? Who are your favorite hosts? Obviously, Blind Mike. Blind Mike is, is fantastic. I'm going back to EEI days. I like Mutt. A lot. Uh, I've really enjoyed him um, on the show. It has been one of the great joys to finally get him and Kirk back together after years. And he, he's and years opening and years. up now. He's yes. finally opening up and, and embracing, and, and he's not playing the the foil that he did in the EI days, where he was like the the idiot. It, it's funny, Mutt, mm. and it, it sounds to me like if Kirk and Mutt were on the phone together after a show, just chatting. So I think he's getting comfortable. Um, I like Greg Poehler. So do I. Um, if you can hear him. I'm not as high on Julie as some. Neither um, am I. Nice, nice, nice lady. But... She, she's nice. I, I have no issue with her. I just, I don't Talentless. understand the... Um, Talentless. I don't understand why Kirk says that she's the best third seat there is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's just, because she's a woman, he's being nice. I do like Montante. I think he knows his place on the show he, he knows when to pipe in when to and in fact montante is a third seat with somebody else is great because he knows when to pipe up and and add two cents and he knows when to let somebody else shine he, i mean he was in love with uh, max he had a crush on max Max, <laughs> that's what it was i think i think he was trying to borrow money out of him to pay the tax debt but the, the thing about montante is there's a 
direct correlation between sort of how much to drink and how late he stayed out the night before and his performance on the show. My understanding is that there's a few shows where he's, you know, passed out at four or five in the morning, got a few hours sleep, and then he's in studio. So I don't know. I think he should actually maybe go the whole hog and just do a bender, like stay out all night, go into studio, still hammered. He might as well. I mean, he sounds the same regardless. Exactly. What, what difference does it make? He's really good drunk. Like on, I'm, and this is not meant to be a slight. He's done some inner fandoms where he's barely been able to keep his eyes open. He's so drunk. And because I don't release the video, no one ever knows. And you hear on the audio and he's actually pretty good. Like he, he talks, he, you know, he says some, you know, slightly outrageous things, but generally he can string a sentence together. I mean, if you got me on here, you know, 10 vodkas into a night, I'd, I'd be calling everyone the C word and, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. I'd just be. You probably didn't see it, but he, he was on channel zero with us on election night. And at one point he was giving us a tour of his condo <laughs> we went outside towards the beach. I mean, it, it was a wild, wild scene. But I mean, I, I love Montante. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a Springsteen show with him in uh, September up right. in New Jersey. So uh, right. I think that'll be, that'll be fun. Who else on the show? I think that's about it at the moment. It seems to be a pretty cool rhythm at the moment. You've got Blind Mike, two days a week. Then you've got Mutt, who seems to be able to go in Mutt Fridays until he gets a job. And then there's just a rotating cast of minifans that that'll go in there if they buy t-shirts. I know Montante's due in again soon, and he's got a bit to answer for. He's he still hasn't admitted to the fact that he pissed his pants. Uh, he still hasn't admitted to harassing. <laughs> you, you don't Billy. actually believe that he pissed his pants, right? What was it, honestly? Like, I think he spilled a beer on himself. Uh, sure, sure. Right, right where your penis is in that little spot. Uh, he just somehow like. Dripped it onto the tip of his penis. If you've got it between your legs, okay, Justin, you move a little you. bit. I, I, I'm on Team Montante okay. right there. All right. Anything else you want to talk about um, with the show before we move on to the next segment? No, oh, go go ahead. Great. All right. So now it's Minifan World. I don't know how much of the Minifan content you um, consume. I missed last week. There was a big fight on the 420 show between Tim Ridgels and Drew Band. So Tim had a big fight with Montante. Then the next night went at it with Drew Band. I have to say Drew Band is the worst. He's not even a Minifan. He's just like the most unfunny, untalented, yeah, lamest. Where did he come from? I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. He's come. Where do you think he's come from, Justin? Those loser 420 GVE guys. Where Wagon came from. All those guys, they get all upset when I lump them in all together. Yet they're the ones that bring in the fucking bad eggs. Um, that, that, that actually is something I wanted to talk about. Yes. Because I, I'm very good friends with Montante. I'm very good th- uh, friends with Tim Ridgels. So am I. What the hell was that fight about? What was that about? I, I still don't really understand. I, I get what it was there. about. I, I think Tim unfairly threw Montante in a pot with some people that I don't think Montante should have been lumped in with. But I think Tim's overall point is, and it's my overall point too, is that all these guys play slap and tickle with these people and joke around and think everything's a big laugh and they go out all night together in Portland drinking and doing drugs and then it turns out one of those people was sexually harassing people and 
it's just you know everything's a joke to the 420 gbe crew you know everything's all oh, just ha 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 and i'm not talking about pat and um pat and chris i know they had nothing to do with it. i'm sort of talking about the other segments of the yeah, crew yeah. and i'm not even going to name them because they don't even just they're not even worthy of being named, but so I kind of get Tim's overall point. I don't know if it was directed at the right person, and it, yeah. Do you think it was just anger at the situation and being protective of Lauren? And I also just, just think that anger not, spilling out. I think think Tim doesn't like Montante as well. I think that's clear. I think there's just which a, I, gosh, I don't get because I mean both of those guys are awesome dudes. Like, they're great minute fans. They're both fun they both they both have a good time you think they'd get on really well i would think they'd be like great friends at some of these events but it was it was wild to listen to i guess maybe there's some animosity because montante's been given a lot of opportunities on the main show and maybe tim ridge i'm not sure that tim wants that though no you but you never know could be under the surface there yeah, maybe, maybe. If maybe it's a politics thing. I've had with Tim. It, uh, I don't think, that, I mean, I don't want to speak for either one of them, but I, I don't think that Tim would disagree entirely politically with Montante. Fair enough. Uh, but it was a wild fight. It, it went on for ages. I it was that. insane. <laughs> I was driving to the golf course. <laughs> what yeah. the hell is going on? No, but it, just, people. it just seemed like, and I wasn't even in Portland, but. Montante went home early on Friday night at like 10 o'clock before yeah, it seemed early, like yeah. it got really ugly, which to me is like a cowardly move. Like oh, I'm just going to go home now and leave all these girls to get harassed. Um, so I guess there's some blame there. And then I think maybe, you know, Montante was in the same bar as these people on the Saturday night. But as I said, it just, it just seemed like Tim was a bit off, but I get his overall mojo. The fact is. Yeah, I do too. I understand you know, have a judge I mean, be better judges of character you know be smarter yeah. like you know you don't have to be friends with everybody um i hear you i hear all you all right so moving so anyway uh speaking of not being friends with Andrew, everybody drew band loser um the other bit of there was only a couple of bits of other minifan content during the week the big dog show was on it's not really a show it's just vd hanging out with some of his mates i always try and drop in there um for a little bit just for five or ten minutes and i met roscoe who's a huge fan of this show um he, he said on the big dog show that i he made some wild claims that i didn't question lauren on something i then went off the big dog show found the audio of me questioning lauren on it and played it to roscoe so i immediately put him in his place he would like to come in on minna fandom i'm just not sure he's up to it so maybe I'll get Roscoe on, maybe I won't. If you are desperate for Minifan content, Big Dog Show, of all those side shows that are awful, is probably the best. Um, and because VD... I like VD a lot. Yeah, VD is awesome. Because he'll jump on Minifandom when he can, I'll always help him out. I don't like him personally, but... What was he saying? That, what were they saying that you didn't question Lauren on? Lauren said there was two minifans she was particularly upset with. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I questioned Lauren a couple of times. And she wouldn't tell you. Yeah, right? and Roscoe was like, oh, you didn't even ask her about them. And I was like, no, I did. I remember. No, you speaking. definitely did, yeah. Um, I so. think you did. You said on air and off air. Yes. Um, so yeah. um, he was wrong. But that's okay. Roscoe's, you know, he looks like a nice guy. Dumb looking, but nice. Um, and then the other bit of uh, minifan content is... Shane Mudgett's KMS history. Now, I don't know if you listened to that, but uh, he's... I have listened to some. He smartly released the Chaps 
and Ben Albright um, scandal audio this week, which coincides. Looking back, how wild is that? It is. And the fact that Kirk was right again. I mean, Kirk, Kirk it's just all coming up wins for Kirk. Um, but yeah, Shane does a great job with that. And I think when he can tie it into like something current, like the fact that Albright's in the news at the moment and he re- yeah. was able to get that together, it's really the good. The only problem, and that's awesome that he can do that. The only problem is you can never foresee what's going to come up. I mean, to try to time that, put that together. I mean, if he has the time to do it, God bless him. But I don't, yeah, yeah that's. I just, yeah, I don't know if he does exactly the. So this last one was three, three hours or something. I don't know. I'd be curious in your opinion. I think he could compress them a little bit more. So really yeah, get sure. to the highlights, like get to it like in under an hour, like the best, you know, he, he tends to play long segments of audio. So I, like I said, like I listen to your show, um, a lot of Minifan type content on the way to the golf course on a Saturday or Sunday morning. It's not a three-hour drive for me to drive the 20 minutes to get to the golf course. It, if, if you can do it in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just give me the – almost introduce it. Talk a little more. Introduce it. Play a clip. Explain what happened. Read a tweet. Move on type of thing. Yeah. I, I think people would understand it. They'd get what we're talking about. And, and new fans that are coming to listen to Kirk, that's a great resource listen to these it catches you up on the history of kms people don't have three hours i can just go back and listen to the actual show itself yeah so i agree with you short bursts give me the breakdown the history and and move on what do you think about the length of minna fandom because it sort of varies in length depending on well, how that, many that's people thing. are on. so the um the three shows that you did with the wrap up to portland were all hour and a half or more. I mean, those were longer shows, but you had different people on talking about their experiences. So I I get that. Um, In terms of a normal week, like you and I tonight or or whatever, I think an hour or less is probably about the sweet spot. Mm, I I mean, talk about the show, talk about the week and let's move on. Exactly. I mean, we've got a lot of listener questions. We could be here for another six hours, but we'll get there. (laughs) Uh, But I tend to agree with you. The more people that are on Minifan and the longer the show, because the more voices and the more points of view, usually when it's just me and one person, it sort of sticks in that sort of one to one and a half hour bracket. Um, And I think that's doable over a weekend. Usually if I'm not mistaken, usually release them on like Sunday morning, right? Yeah. For here. Yeah. Like I, I think and it would be hard for you to do just because of timing. If it could be released like sometime Saturday, it really wouldn't matter how long it is because people would have two days to yeah. like go in and out and listen. I guess it's a, this, I need sort of time to listen to the show on Friday and then prepare. Not much, not even prepare, just sort of. Do you do what I do and listen to each show like, twice yes yeah absolutely yeah i i listen to it live on youtube and then i usually go back the next day before the next show and listen to it again so the clocks have changed now so actually um before the clock change it would start at 1 30 a.m in the morning my time so usually i would just wake up in the morning and then the show would be out and i would listen to it as i'm getting ready for work and i would listen to it one more time um but then now the clocks have changed. It actually starts at 11.30 p.m. 
which is actually you can listen to it live. So the the actual Friday show is perfect for me. Friday night, long week at work, um, eleven thirty p.m. I'm usually up. It's like late night TV, um, so that's that's great timing. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I like to listen to it and prepare for the show. All right. Um, so that's the Minifan world content. Now we've got lots of questions here. Sure. Um, David from Hull. Did Justin make Pinecrest Little League All-Stars? And if so, why was he scared to play with the big boys in Darlington American? All right, Dave. Um, I did make the All-Star team. We were one game away from playing against Darlington American. We lost to Darlington National. And the reason for that is we chose to pitch Joe Thurber instead of myself. If I had pitched, we play against Darlington American and we take on Chris Furland and Tommy McLean and Ben Skirka and all those guys. So eat it. Okay, terrible question. There's no way uh, fucking Dave was playing any competitive sport when he was growing up, if you've seen his physique. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you've heard, but his voice travels across um, oceans and stuff. I mean, he's so loud. Do, do, do you, and Ned said that Ned yeah. can't sleep at night. Yeah, do you get him in where you are? I mean, we get tremors in Australia, but with, with sports, he's so I mean, far the, away. the wall is shaking a little bit, but it's You've got headphones right. on, so you probably can't hear him, but. It's okay. I can feel it, but yeah. can't hear it right now. The smell of the cologne, that's inescapable wherever you are. Now, do you wear you wear cologne, right? You yes, said? absolutely, but not the cheap shit he wears. See, I, I don't. I, I did. I wear two. I wear like not at the same time. Ago. Yeah, I just I I don't know. For some reason, I've reached a certain age where I was like, ah, I don't. I'm done. Three keep, kids trying to keep that lunatic <laughs> wife away I'm from done. you. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so this is from Andy Mayo. Has have you considered proactively engaging the top? five to ten divorce those in your region so they can claim conflict of interest when his wife inevitably contacts them well i, I mean i've i'm in banking so i have you know attorneys that um that i that i bank that, that are clients of mine uh but no no we have a very very good marriage we're very happy um I was religious when she was an atheist and now it's vice versa. And it's, it's, you know, it's 14 years, three kids. We're good. How often during the week does she try to convert you? Zero. Okay. Not, I mean, it's, it never comes up. Would you have, what if you say like, God damn it. Like if you stub your toe and you. Oh, I do. I, 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 I said on the show when my wife told me what she wrote to Kirk, honest to God, my response was, oh, Jesus Christ. That that was my initial response. And, of course, the thing that annoys me about her is she's one of those people that if you say that, goes, Mary and Joseph. I'm like, oh. Then oh. I say Jesus Christ again. Oh. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. Really. Um, I'm sure she's lovely. I'm sure she's really, really nice. She's a wonderful wife. Yeah, nurse. yeah. What does she look like? Do you have a photo? No, I'm uh, Okay. I'll send it to you later. Please. Um <laughs> Okay, nipples. Scale of 1 to 10, chances Kirk has to take an extended break after the Plymouth show at least two weeks. Well, this is one thing where I do think maybe Kirk could get annoyed. Like, nipples asking a question, basically saying 
that Kirk's going to need a mental health break after the Plymouth show? I don't like that question, Nipples. I don't think it's positive. I don't think it's respectful. I hope Kirk takes a holiday after Plymouth, not a, a mental health break. I hope he's smart enough to go after doing a huge show. I should book myself a, a week somewhere with Kate and Harry and the missus and um, get away. That's all. I honestly think that would be a really healthy thing for him to do after all these live shows, whether it be a huge show like Portland or the Wilbur um, or Plymouth, or even like when he did Magnolia, just take a couple weeks off. You just expended a lot of energy. Put in you agree a lot that this is very crass from Nipples? So Nipples, first of all, is a great guy. Met him in Magnolia. Awesome. Maybe he's not a great guy. Um. <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well, and I've stopped doing it, where I feel – I used to feel like I could listen to Kirk and be like, ooh, something seems off. I, I'm worried about him. And not, oh, I wonder if he's going to take a break, but like honestly worried, like, oh, gosh, is, is it okay? So I do understand the sentiment that, that Nipples has there. I do agree with you that like we all need to kind of back off. Like Kirk knows Kirk. He'll do what he needs to do. Um, I, I don't foresee him need it. And by the way, I don't. I don't think when Kirk takes the mental breaks that he's like planning it. It's not like two weeks after the no, show. I'm gonna no, no, go mental. It it, ha- it happens. It happens. Like, and like the Jerry the the Jerry Callahan thing came out of nowhere. Probably he was probably feeling fine and just lost his mind for that seven minutes. Well, and it happens to all of us. There was a trigger. Kirk loves his children. He loves his daughter. And, and the story of him adopting Kate is a great story. It's Beautiful a, story. Movie. I choke up when I hear him talk about holding her for the first time because, you know, you've got children of your own. I've got children of my own. Like, I get it. I, I just think trying to project anything on anybody else and tell anybody else what they should do and how they're feeling, yeah. we, we can't do that. Kirk yeah. will do what Kirk needs to do. I guess we should give Nipples a break. He was in a coma for like three months, so we're lucky to have him. That was a wild revelation. There was a ton of wild revelations in those three shows. I mean, if Tim and Canton has his Minifan diary out, you know, I got to a lot of sto- the bottom of a lot of Minifan stories. <laughs> that was, I could tell you all were like, are you, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> There was a lot of those moments over the weekend. Um, all right, next question. This is from Top Gun. Now, did you and your wife have a conversation about her call into the show? And if so, how did it go? Uh, yes. Yeah, we – so if you remember, I had called in first and Kirk wanted to talk to her, but she was on a, a work call, so I, I couldn't um, – she then called back. So, after, in, yeah. so in between, in between, then were you like thinking, "Don't call back, don't call back"? Or no, 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 call- no, no. I, I told you, you have to call back. Okay, all right, okay. But you, you've got to call, like, otherwise. But judging by how the call went, you must have known, like, you know, your wife better than anyone. Surely you're just like, like, don't get her on the phone, please. No, d- Menners, if you send the letter. You have to be on the kind. Of, okay, yeah, like I agree. Jerry Callahan thing. I agree. You've you've got to talk to him. You, you can't send the letter and then hide. True. So, and and I told once she told me that she sent the letter. I told her immediately. If he wants to talk to you, you're going to talk. 
And then everything was fine. She she thought it was funny. She understood the humor. She listened to when Kirk read the letter. Uh, she listened to their reaction after she was on. She thought it was funny. She gets the like. She knows the Kirk show well enough to understand that he was going to make a bit of it, and that it was there's going to be humor involved. But it, it was hundred percent fine. She she still likes Kirk. She she would go to a live show with me. She no issue at all. She would hate the whole cross thing and the coffin stuff and No, she so we were at the Springsteen show in Greensboro the night of the Portland show. So of course, like we left the show and I've got all the videos on the screen and I showed her Kirk being brought in on the coffin. She was laughing. So she understands the humor. For some reason, she has a hang-up on using the Lord's name in vain. I don't know. Yeah, something to do with the truth. That's all I got. Um, all right. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get that either, so. She needed you some truth. She, she, there was some definite truth now in a make-believe someone in the sky. Like it's just That's ridiculous. what I tell her all the time. Like, so, okay. Well, Marvel, Marvel films make more sense. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, okay, Roscoe, good good question here. Your top five Minifans right now. Now, Roscoe, so I, uh, I gave this some thought. I've got my top five. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear yours. We'll start with mine and then you can Yeah. in there. This is right now, the, the Minifan power rankings. Still number one in Tim and Canton. I just don't see any reason yeah, you why, and I have this, yeah. why he yep. would be deposed. And this is in no particular order now. I've got Warden of the North number two because he's a consistent producer of some of the best Minifan Twitter content and he never lets the side down. I've just got a soft spot for Warden. At number three, I'm I'm regretfully gonna put this wench in there, Julie, unfortunately. Um but really yeah, I, I mean she's a disgusting person, but um you know the fact that she's been on the show a few times Kirk's into a and I just think she, she's probably in the top five Minifans right now. Okay. Then I've got Pat Namesbury because he's a superhero. Literally, you know, stood there while a girl got assaulted. I mean, incredible <laughs> levels of heroism. And uh, number five, and this is where I'm not sure, and you'll probably be torn. I've got Montante and Tim Ridgels, ironically, battling it out for the final yeah, so spot. so we're not that far off here. Because Montante, obviously, you know, on the show, does Montante's world. He's everywhere. He's the Bo Jackson. But also Tim Ridgels, I think, has had probably the most consistent run of any Minifan in the last 18 months. So You I, stole the word. And going back further than 18 months, yes. Tim Ridgels, I met Tim for the first time, gosh, it was like right at the beginning of covid it, it was. It, you remember the trip where Blind Mike was supposed to come to Florida? Yep. With Will and Latino Kirk. Yep. Tim Ridgels came on that trip. They actually stayed about five minutes from my house. We met up with them, had lunch, hung out for a while. That guy has been, I think, at every show, including Magnolia. I mean, he, he's been everywhere. Just under the radar, great Minifan. Agree. Do you have, so who's your top five? So, I mean, I'm, I'm biased, Manners. <laughs> like, uh, I have, Mon- in no particular order, Montante, Tim and Canton, yeah. Ridgolds, 
Ned Snark, and yes. Lauren Lynn. Oh, I mean, that's a great those, list. Those, those are my five. Lauren is like the first lady of uh, of the Minifan world. She's like the Miss Elizabeth. Mm. Um, and the other four, I just, I have an affection for those guys. Like I said, Rigels, Montante, Ned Stark, Tim and Canton, those, that's who I'll ride with. I mean, I guess if, you know, I was trying to be more objective. Obviously I'd have Lauren number one in any of my lists if it was sort of on personal suggestion. So um just want to make that clear. So yeah, I like the list. Very good list. All right. Next question. Suburban tug time. Don't you wish they'd bring up the trans issue every week? No, I don't. It's very, very nope. boring. <laughs> um, Ted Sarandis, based on Ashley's letter and call, I'm guessing there aren't a lot of laughs in the Durand household? Question mark. I actually responded to him on Twitter with that. We have. It's not the way it goes. A wonderful. Not the way it goes. The question. We have a ton of laughs. Do you watch TV together? Uh, yes and no. The stuff that I'm into, she's not really into. We, we're we a big, big, big sports family. So we've got three televisions in our living room. Ooh, wow, um, I love this. So, like, we'll have golf on the main screen. We'll have a basketball game on. We'll have a hockey game on, like, whatever. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's all. And she's a huge sports fan. That is so good. Um, so three proper-sized TVs in the one room. I've got a 72-inch and then two 42s. Wow. Because I find that challenging. So what I like to do is I have, like, one main screen, and then I'll always have, like, my iPad with a second sport that I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, yeah. I always like to have sort of one central match to enjoy and then one that's just off to the side. And then if I want, I'll get my computer out for a third match. But going full. I don't know how old your kids are, but what works out perfectly is the kids can watch like Bluey on the main TV yep. and we can have a couple of games on, <laughs> on yeah, side TV. Bluey, you know, the greatest <laughs> Bluey is the greatest rating show. Great. That's right. We're going to Bluey live in a couple weekends Ooh, wow. with the kids. Did Cullinane, that'll be Cullinane wanted to go to that. I think he went to Providence. Yeah. yeah. The, to Rhode Island to see that dinosaur. And show. I was glad to hear that it was only 45 minutes long. So yeah. Bluey's killing it here. <laughs> Next question. With the now open door policy for the Friday guest chair, what one minute fan would you definitely not, not want to see appear? My choice is Tony Cass. Have to agree. That's a Jay. Jay, yep. Tony Cass, Jay. They're probably the two big ones. I wouldn't mind if Julie never went in again. Um, Jay was in Magnolia. And I've, I've got to say, like, I don't. I try to be way under the radar. I just say hello to people, hang out, have some drinks. Jay, Jay is one odd character, man. He is. I met him at the Wilbur. Uh, he's nice guy. I mean, he he's smelled, nice. He There's smelled no bad. Issue. Yeah, he smelled bad. Um, that's for sure. There's definitely some odor. Like, I don't know if his hair gets washed very often, but nice guy. Um, all right, Ted Sarandis, next question. Are Tim Tams a good snack? Do you know what a Tim Tam is, Justin? I've never had a Tim Tam. Have you ever been to Australia? No, my, my brother went to Australia back about 10 years ago, but now I've, I've never been. I'd love to go. I'd, I'd love to go play golf there. Yeah, we have a ton of golf courses, a ton. Royal mm-hmm. Melbourne is like one of my bucket list items to go play there. My favorite is New South Wales golf course by the coast. Really? In Sydney, yeah. Beautiful course. I, I will make it there at some point. Anyway, uh, this isn't a Ryan Whitney podcast. This is... I'm in a fandom. Uh, Tim Tam. So <laughs> I'd Tim. like to tell you about my golf game today. Please. 
How's, what handicap are you off? How much did you bet with your bros? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to get in a, a I'd eat it sandwich and then come and see your show. Fuck off. There's nothing it. more boring than hearing about other people's golf game. Yes. Um, Tim Tams are a chocolate biscuit and it's like two bits of two chocolate biscuits with chocolate sort of cream in the middle and then they're dipped in chocolate. And they, that sounds glorious. They're an amazing snack. And we have something yeah. called a Tim Tam explosion. And what you do is you put the chocolate biscuit on a chopping board and you just snip the little bits of chocolate at the end off at each end with a knife. And then you dip the Tim Tam in a hot cup of tea and you suck the Tim Tam at one end. So the hot drink comes through the Tim Tam and then you throw the Tim Tam in your mouth and it just explodes in your mouth. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're going to be sending me some Tim Tams. So. Right, definitely. <laughs> That's a Tim Tam explosion. It's fantastic. Perfect. All right, next question is from Kirky Walnuts, who uh, my date for the Wilbur Show last year. What horrors did Justin subject his wife to in 2019? Oh, That's boy. obviously uh, when she found religion. That, and, and I hate to do this to you apparently, so I didn't know. So she alluded on the show that there was some family issues that helped her convert. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea. She, she told me what it was. I understand what it is. It, no, it's nothing, not something I want to talk about. Is it anything but, uh, to do with you though? No, no. Okay. My family, not me. All right. Kirky Walnuts. Thoughts on John Wick 4. Now, normally this is for Red's parents segment, but I'll give you... Yeah, I was going to say... But it it is in the list of questions. I mean, Kirky, it's a tough one because it could fit in both segments. But uh, Kirky, for you, I will say loved it. Absolutely loved it. Great time. But these aren't masterpieces or anything. These are, you know, a tough dude running around shooting people in the head. It's a great time. You know, get your cock out. This is perfect man, male TV. Sunday afternoon, lay down on the couch, throw that on. You're not going to be bored. Loved it. Um, all right. Uh, local, does Justin still get some or is it closed for business <laughs> due to religious views? Uh, at times, I wish it was closed for business matters because my wife would like to have about six or seven more kids. Um, but no, it's it's not closed for business. We have a wonderful time. What's Ashley's view on contraception? Uh, we do not use it. Wow. We do natural family planning matters. Yes. So that's a bit like the Tom Shattuck um, school of um, family management. And they now have, well, they've got their fifth kid on the way. So are you worried? Spray, that... spray and pray. <laughs> are you a bit nervous about the way this is looking? Um. Once a month, I am very, very grateful. Okay, good. I like it. Um, Dr. Joe Viper, ND. Can your wife find a way to save Mena's soul? Stop him from masturbating seven times a day. Well, that is just not true, Dr. Joe. Uh, just not true at all. I'm not my. You can talk to her if you want. Man. No, please, no, please, please. <laughs> I'm really the last person your wife wants to talk to. Could your? Do you think though your wife could find a way to save my soul? I, I have. I am. Bap- not I, sure am baptized. I, I am baptized. I am baptized. I am baptized. I think you would be able to have a conversation with her. So that's the thing. She's mm. open to conversation. Like, well, to each their own. 
Maybe we'll meet at a live show one day. Or there we go. The Perfect. Sort of we'll have dinner. Still we'll have some Tim Tums or whatever Tim it is. Tim Tums, indeed. <laughs> shark, Tim Tums. shark Minahan. Who are your favorite callers to the show? Now, mine are, well, Rico is my least favorite caller. My favorite callers, I still like Billboard Shark Guy. I like Kevin and I like Click Guy. What about you? Uh, Kevin, I think, is hilarious. The people who imitate Kevin are pretty funny. Um, Donald Trump, to me, every single time just makes me laugh. That's, oh, yeah, he's great. It's not often enough he that, calls in. No, but it's it's almost perfect that he doesn't call too much. Because when he calls, it's like a treat. Mm. And Kirk responds in kind. Where it's like, oh, here, here here's the president. Um yeah, I would say those are – Billboard Shark Guy is good. Uh, it kind of depends on the topic, though. If it's something that I know something about, then I'm all in. If it's not, then I could tune it out and fast forward for 10 minutes. All right, next question. Himothy, what is Vegemite? Do you know what Vegemite is, Justin? Vegemite? Are you all right there, like with your headset? Like it's it's keeps dropping on me. Okay. I think we're good now. Okay. Okay, Danny. Um, do you know what Vegemite is? No. It is a yeast extract. It's the black stuff that we put in our toast. It is amazing. I had some for breakfast this morning. Uh, I had a crumpet, toasted, then with butter and Vegemite. Amazing. Salty, black, perfect. So is that like something that you would serve at your restaurant too? Or? Well, Vegemite toast is more something that everyone has at home. I mean, we serve it at our restaurant. Like you can get okay. sourdough toast with Vegemite um, for sure. A lot of people get it, but um, it's a delicacy. It's definitely a delicacy. Um, Montante, is Justin all right with a four plus hour tailgate before Springsteen in September? Now you said you go. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. Okay, great. All in. Michael, what is what is Ashley like after a few pops? Uh, she's more of like she'll have a couple margaritas or something, but she doesn't get drunk. She'll just sip on a few drinks, which is perfect because she's my driver and yeah, you can works out great. Her babbling on after a few. Um, <laughs> Michael Maserati, does Dave Cullinane have diarrhea of the mouth? Well, I mean, yes, of course. That was an all-time fuck up when he dived in on that seven minute show and Kirk was just like, fuck off. He is lucky. That was not like two years ago, Kirk. Can you imagine if Chris Curtis did something like that? Agreed. Uh, Michael Maserati. Could menace sell out of Buffalo wild wings? I guess. So what do you think? Justin? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. If you did it, if if there was a live show that Kirk was doing in the Northeast and you went to a Buffalo Wild Wings in the Northeast near where Kirk was doing that show, you would get two, 300 people to come, 100%. But sell out. I wouldn't want to sell tickets. I mean, Minna fans are spending money to go to the Kirk show, driving a long way. I think, like, there was hundreds, like, a lot of people before the Wilbur show. But if if I was selling tickets, I don't think many people would come. I mean, if... I mean, if I were to say to people, oh, you know, I need to charge 10 US dollars to cover costs. That's, I was thinking 10 bucks. And I'm just thinking myself, if I'm, so I'd be traveling from Florida to like, whatever, Maine. And you're doing a show there? Of course I'm going to go and hang out with the Minifans. Like, 
Can you imagine how pissed Kirk would be if I sold out a show before, like the night before his, and like as he would see it made money off him? Oh, but you know he'd show up and go on the show with you, like at the place. It, he would kill me. Fine. Imagine I okay. Imagine I sold like two hundred tickets at yes, fifteen dollars a pop. Kill you. That's like thousands of dollars, and I'm like, okay, well, well, but it would pay for your trip to. That's a good point. United it would, it would. It would pay for my so trip there you to go. The States. It's, not it's a wash. Uh, the, I, I guess one thing I wanted to talk to him about, I'm in a fandom. Look, I'm outside. It's good to get you know a new voice on the show to sort of bounce this off. You know, leading into the Wilbur last year, I reached out to Carlinane and Kirk, and this was before. This was when the suggestion was put that we should do a live minute fandom leading into the Wilbur show. You know, reached out to Carlinane and Kirk and was like, "Hey, you know, this has been suggested. Not could we work together on it, but you know, like, I don't know, can we?" You know, is there any way we could? I don't. I don't know what I did. What I was looking for from them, but I was like, "Hey, this has been suggested. What do you think?" I never even heard back from them. Like, um, whereas now they're like organizing shows the night before. They're getting no exit four to do a concert. Um, it was a bit weird that they wouldn't even respond to. Because my thing was, I knew they had enough to deal with with the Wilbur shows. What was your point of contact, though? Was it Colonnade's email or no? Like I think it was messaging on Twitter. Or... Probably messaging on Twitter or email. Okay, both. I mean, I mean Colonnade's, but yeah, I mean, not I... great about getting back to people. Yeah, I think Kirk would because I, I can message. I messaged the case because they follow me, and so Kirk would have seen the messages. I I just feel maybe they were a bit standoffish with that. I not that it really mattered because the show I, had I think a great from... time a show perspective they are, but like, I, I do believe that Kirk was appreciative that you came from Australia to go to the, the show. Oh, I believe that. I, I do believe that, but I, I just more, and he was lovely. It wasn't, it? He, he was so nice to me. It was just uh, more. Well, he's awesome in person. Like, great guy. Um, I do think it would make sense because, so they did the thing with um, Tim Ridgold's and, um, Rob, like the pre-show yeah. thing. And obviously you weren't there for that one. But I, I just think it would make sense for this forum to be the pre-show, post-show type of thing for Minifan events if you're available to do it. Like, to me, that just makes sense. Well, yeah. And you could even do something like this and have something set up where as people come into the event, they can come on to StreamYard like this and talk to you as they're walking in. Like, don't even have to, to be me, there. that's just a no-brainer. I, I do like the idea of, and and I know no Exit Four is going to do a concert now, so it kind of kills it. But I still think you could do it of doing more radio show the night before, where you're actually not expecting anyone there to listen. You actually just get different people to come over, and might be minute fans you've never heard of before, like who've flown in from somewhere, and you know you just have them on for a few minutes, and you just. So, um, like EEI used to do, we, we've got the famous mutt, I uh, get a lot of respect for Texas yeah. um, type of thing. Like EEI used to do uh, remote broadcasts. People in the restaurant can't hear the show. No. It's for people who are not in the restaurant exactly. listening to the stuff. So it, I do think that would make a lot of sense. Like just interview people. In fact, in um, Magnolia, when we were at that gas station for the Blind Mike show, 
it was sort of like that. You could kind of hear the show, but Blind Mike just kept bringing up stuff. He brought up like John Stewart at one point, and John Stewart talked for a little while. Um, there was a guy from Texas that came up and talked for a little while. It, it was fun to let people have a voice and and see where the show goes. And if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. You move on to the next person. Mm. Let's bring Christy up, who owns the gas station. Yeah, and just keep going. And just keep going. Yeah, and just keep going. It doesn't matter if no one's listening. Like I listened to the Minute Fandom from before the Wilbur, and I think I had four different people on for about ten minutes each, and it was it fine. was spectacular. I was living vicariously through your show. It yeah. was it was awesome. Um, all right. Uh, so Michael Maserati, maybe I could sell out a Buffalo Brian Wings. It could actually pay for me to go to a show. You know, I'm telling you, you should look into it. Yep. Yep. Sure, Kirk would be thrilled. Um, I mean, he might come on this show to talk about it, so I'll never know. Um, Kirk Callahan, whatever his name is. Anyway, um, last question, Michael Maserati. Is Tim Ridgell still policing the main streets of Portland? Well, it is true. Did you know, Justin, if you run your mouth on the streets of Portland, you can fucking get a knuckle sandwich? He knows who is at what bar, who they're with. I'm... I don't go to Portland. Let me tell you that. Mm. Not if Tim Ridgels was there. I went there and it was fantastic. All right. That I've is, heard it's a great city. Great. All right. That is the listener question. So, uh, Justin, thank you for joining me on Minifandom. Fandom. We'll wrap it up with the pop culture segment dedicated to Red's dead parents who have a lot of time now to stream whatever they want in heaven. It's, and I mean, you can check this out with Ashley, but I'm pretty sure in heaven, and you can check with Ashley that. Um, you can stream whatever, whenever you want. Um, I think so. so. I think I th- that is, I think, I think that is actually the truth. I think that is. I, I don't think they have Netflix up there, but I think they've got like Amazon prime. And Why not Netflix? Yeah. Didn't they do some sort of like gay Jesus show or something? I think that, well, I don't know. I think the truth is you can stream whatever you want. Anyway, I've, I've been having a great couple of weeks of pop culture smashed through 1923 and 1883. Have you seen either of those? I've seen 1883. That's the Yellowstone spinoff, right? Mm, that's the one where um, they make the trek across America, which... Yeah. Yep. Look, I thought... I'll give it sort of out of 100 or 72. I thought the last two Do you agree with Kirk that Yellowstone's for stupid people? I don't watch... I've never seen Yellowstone, so I don't really no. know. I don't think 1883 no. was. No, I don't either. And I don't really understand where he's coming from with Yellowstone either because like I'm a huge fan of Sopranos and Breaking Bad and like all of those type of shows and to me Yellowstone's similar I mean it's it's very well done it's well acted it's great character but development I I don't really understand the the criticism I think his overall point is that that show is targeted at middle America and Probably. And I think Probably. Kirk's, you know, being a little bit, um, you know. He's, being, he's a Northeast elitist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's a you know, libertarian Northeast elitist. Um, Mario movie, I saw that with my kid. Oh, my kids went to see that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Very funny. Um, not for adults. Was it a good piece of like nostalgia? Yeah. I loved Mario. I mean, I played Mario growing up, so it was fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wouldn't rush back to it, but it was short. It looked great. The the animation was beautiful. Uh, it was good. And, the one, and I do like a good, quick kids movie. In and out in an hour and a half. 
not too. Yeah, Sonic was like that too. It's like you just you go in hour and twenty five minutes, you're done. Leave. Yeah. Last night I saw Air. Have you seen Air? That's the uh, Michael Jordan Nike yeah. Yeah. thing. I have not seen it yet. I do want to see it. Is, is it worth it? Yes, it was fun. Especially, okay. we're about the same age, I think. So, it really good sort of nostalgia for that era. That's cool. That's it. What have you been watching? Anything? Uh, anything in your? So, life? I don't know if you've seen Daisy Jones and the Six. Heard of it? I think awesome. Ned, Ned like, Snark loves it. Well, yeah, I talked to him the other night about it. He hasn't finished it yet, but um, great show. I mean, it. If you've seen that Eagles documentary that Kirk talks about all the time. It's almost like that, but it's obviously a completely fictional band. The music's actually pretty good. Uh, reminds me a little bit of like maybe like Bee Gees type music. Okay. But it's spectacular. And it's, there's a big surprise at the end type of thing. Um, and it's done like a documentary, but there's also acting. So you kind of have both things going on at the same time. Awesome. There's a show called You. On Netflix. You. Wow, I never heard of it. You. Uh, I think there's four seasons. It's kind of like a dark comedy, um, thriller, suspense type of thing. Really suggest that. Great show. I, it just ended. This was the last season. And, of course, I've been watching Succession on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that show a lot. Yeah. I'm also watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Beef. Beef is really good. I've seen Beef come up as a suggestion for me. It's a hot new show on Netflix. Yeah. Great. Well, um, Justin, thank you for joining me on Minna Fandom. Thanks for coming on to clear things up about Ashley. You've made her seem a lot more reasonable and normal than she came across. And I'll send you pictures later, Menners. It's all right. Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, it was great to meet you. Thanks for coming on Minna Fandom. Thanks so much. I, I Thanks everybody it. for listening. Done in by a vegetable lazy. Looking for things that were said by Big Steve. Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cause it made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under <laughs> With missing audio, yup, discover Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover This guy is prolific, Jesus Oh yeah, quick Candid Steve a suspension Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions Steve could have gotten off easy Just unlike Blind Mike and said he needed therapy He got fucked by a man down under Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker Called him out as a show scrubber He wants Steve replaced by another I heard some news today 
Nobody can fuck with S.E. Yeah! He fucked up a man down under. 